0: This Knowledge at Warden podcast was produced in conjunction with Ernst & Young's Global Private Equity Center. For more information, please visit www.ey.com slash private equity. After a lackluster first half, private equity broke out stronger in the third quarter, fueled largely by corporate America's shedding of some large non-core assets. Expect this trend to continue in the months ahead, with most deals in the middle market range of 50 to $500 million. That is one of the insights to come out of a discussion between Philip Bass, Global Private Equity Markets Leader at Ernst & Young LLP, and Stephen M. Samet, a Senior Fellow and Lecturer at Wharton, featured in this Knowledge at Wharton podcast. Overall, the financing is there, the capital is there, says Bass. We do need a pickup in the overall M&A market, and if we get that pickup, we'd expect private equity to pick up as well.
1: We're speaking today with Steve Samet, a senior fellow and lecturer at Wharton, and with Philip Bass, global private equity markets leader at Ernst & Young. Our topic, how private equity might fare over the next several quarters, as well as taking a look at the uh, private equity market in emerging markets. Thank you both for joining us today. Um, my pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Um, to set the context, the value of private equity deals rose slightly in the second quarter of 2012 compared with the first quarter, uh, mostly thanks to some very large deals. But overall, the trend was down more generally in the first half compared with the same period last year. What do you foresee for the industry over the next couple of quarters? Uh, Phil, maybe we can start with you.
2: Sure. We've started out with a pretty strong July and August, uh, fueled uh, in large part to some of the large assets, the non-core assets that... Uh, corporate america is shedding uh, uh disposing of. Uh we would expect this trend to continue that uh, some of these you know more and more of these assets non-core assets will come to market. Uh at the same time uh I would say we still expect most of the deals to be in the middle market range so 50 to 500 million dollars uh deal value. Uh overall I would say uh the financing is there the capital is there. We do need to pick up in the overall M&A market and if we get that pick up uh we'd expect private equity to pick up as well.
3: Those are very important points, and as uh, you started out saying, uh, the, the the overall trend for the first two quarters of the year was not looking promising, both in terms of the number of deals and the overall amount of capital expended had actually been part of a continuing downward trend. It is, in fact, encouraging to hear that July and August uh, are on the uptick, and I agree that uh, uh, many corporations are, are refocusing and rationalizing their business activity, thus bringing more opportunities to market for the, uh, for the private equity funds. I think also the analysis that we are looking at a market that favors more mid-cap uh, or middle market type uh, acquisitions uh, and in those price ranges is spot on. Um, in fact, when you look at fundraising trends, and I don't want to jump the gun on this question, uh, 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 there does seem to be some favor, and there has been some favor with money flowing to mid- middle market uh, funds as opposed to the mega uh, and large cap funds.
1: Uh, f- uh, Phil, if you were to look out over the next year or two, what what do you see is most likely to happen?
2: Well, I think we're optimistic on private equity. Again, I would say that uh, you know private equity is uh, does have capital fundraising while taking longer uh, is happening. So the, uh, the 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 funds with the stronger uh, you know with the be- that better history uh, and the performance uh, are able to raise funds and are able to funds uh, raise funds of size. So we do think that the capital will be there. And overall we think the financing market uh uh will continue to be there uh, really it's uh, it's it's what used to be an l b o type uh uh market that's really now transitioned into a uh uh' or a leveraged loan market really has transitioned to a high yield bond market uh which continues to be a big part so we're optimistic on the role of private equity uh, we're optimistic uh globally uh, as more and more the p e funds diversify uh uh, around the world uh, to take advantage of some of the higher GDP growth markets.
1: Steve, how about you, your view over the next year or two?
3: Uh, I'm generally very positive as well. Um, uh, you know, the old saying, it's, it's difficult to make predictions, especially about the future, holds true here. Um, uh, but certainly the, the conditions um, uh, line up for very promising um, uh, situation. Uh, I mean, there's still a capital overhang. Uh, but it is diminishing. Uh, there's a large inventory of portfolio companies which uh, need to be divested, uh, so there, there does need to be an infusion of liquidity into this asset class. Um, it's not likely to come from IPOs, um, but it is, uh, uh, there, there may be more trade sales and acquisitions by strategics uh, going forward. If that happens in combination with the other factors, I think we are going to, at least in the US, be looking at a very promising um, uh, uh, future. Uh, Just another comment, uh, capital is being raised. There was a very interesting article in the Wall Street Journal just last week uh, dividing the universe of private equity funds into the haves and have nots, and um, uh, with those funds, uh, as um, uh, with those funds, basically with with strong histories, uh, being able to to raise capital, and those funds with uh, uh, less uh, less attractive returns, struggling. Uh, uh, in fact, many of them delaying going to market formally to raise capital, uh,
1: just to avoid the the impression that they're overshopping themselves. Uh, thank you. Uh, private equity, more generally now, surprised many observers with its recovery since 2008. Um, there was this famous quote-unquote wall of debt that was overhanging the market, and it worried analysts a lot, but it turns out it's been mostly refinanced thanks to the low interest rate environment. Are private equity firms over that hump now for good? Uh, and um, and also, how would they fare if there were to be a global credit spike, say, from the fallout uh, from the situation in Europe, for example?
2: Well, I guess a couple different things. The first is I think uh, private has equ- private worked very hard through the recovery, so not only did they, uh, they refinance their debt, but they really worked hand-in-hand with their portfolio companies to improve the operations. So I think overall the financial performance and operations of their portfolio companies uh, have improved. I would say uh, again, getting back to the wall of maturity, uh, they have very, you know private equity has been very focused on improving the debt and capital structure of their of their uh, investments. And when we look at that wall of maturity today, it really is out to 2016, so it really has been uh, worked off. I would say to the next year with particularly large maturity seems to be 16, which uh, very honestly gives a it's a long time away and gives plenty of time for both cash flow generation to deleverage as well as refinancing. So so we i think that wall is 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 pushed off i think when we look at the overall debt market uh and we look at the future well well, uh, well a crisis surely could uh, impact the high yield market uh, for example and uh, uh r- really set it on the sideline for a month or two we are very optimistic that uh, it is resilient. We'll come back. And, and again, as I said earlier, the uh, the high-yield bond market has been the driver and has been a large share of the leveraged debt market. And uh, while leverage while loan volume is fairly strong, it's really that high-yield bond volume that's really greater than any year in history. So uh, we are, uh, as long as investors' uncertainties for many other asset classes uh, and the solid performance of leveraged debt, we do see continued uh, flow of leverage uh uh, of high yield and leverage, that continue to drive a greater supply of funds into the market. So, overall, we do think that will be there. Um, we think there could be blips in the market, but overall, long term, we think that uh, the financing is there to help uh, to really uh, uh, drive uh, activity in private equity.
3: I, w- I would agree with that assessment um, um, for for all the reasons all the all the reasons stated. Uh, I'd go. Um, I'd want to emphasize a couple of other things, and that is relative to other asset classes uh while this is not the only game in town uh it's certainly one that uh provides uh shelter and the possibility of of robust returns in ways that um, uh, other other investments cannot uh There are very few places to really get acceptable returns or yields these days. Uh, and the way that the private equity industry has managed itself is, uh, I think, uh, 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 helpful for, for many investors. You know, there's one other point in this um, worth emphasizing, and that is uh, there, there has been a shift in the style of American uh, funds. Uh, to emphasize more operational improvements and, and, and expansion of of companies um, as as entities. And while financial engineering has not been de-emphasized, uh, there really has been a new emphasis on basically making on the performance of the portfolio companies. The combination of those two things is very powerful. And uh, I, I think we'll, we'll give uh, uh, private equity funds a real staying power in the market.
1: Thank you. Uh, Emerging markets, turning to another topic, have often been cited as a key growth opportunity for private equity. But lately, China, India, Brazil, and others have been slowing down quite a bit. Um, Will this change private equity's view, at least in the short term? Um,
3: That's an interesting question. Uh, According to the Emerging Market Private Equity Association, Uh, and the numbers that I looked at, basically across the board, uh, fundraising so far in 2012 is is down compared to previous years, particularly in the big markets that you've described. Uh, And uh, there certainly probably has been concern among many investors that, uh, particularly Brazil, but uh, to the same extent China and India, have been overcapitalized. I don't know if that's true. Uh, there may be some other concerns uh, uh, as to why opportunities aren't coming to market as quickly there. Uh, but the, the macro factor is this, that uh, in the aggregate, pri- uh, uh, the emerging markets represent about 15% of, of all of private equity on a global basis. Uh, there's a huge amount of room For growth, and if even if it doesn't occur in 2012, uh, it's certainly the the fund over the trend over the intermediate term is probably going to be for it to become a a greater percentage of an expanding pie. uh, At least in my view, Uh, so there 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 will be a, a, a great deal of promise. Uh, if China is, if China's economy um, uh, beneath the sheets is struggling to the degree that some people are speculating, uh, that's actually going to create a lot of opportunity for restructuring and for buyout opportunities. Uh, so we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, that was actually going to be my next question. In this slowdown, it's, you know, it, it changes one's thinking, I guess, but um, that it may just be that the kinds of opportunities that become available change as you say restructuring would be one good example of that I I think so
2: but I think I think we need to put the slowdown in perspective when we really look at uh, markets like China and Brazil and 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 the decrease the deceleration of the of the economy and GDP growth still in many cases the GDP growth this year as well as long term is expected to be greater than the more mature markets like the US and Europe Uh, so I think again uh, as Steve said, the long-term fundamentals, I think, are strong. It's it, uh, uh, continue to have regulatory support. You've got a strong entrepreneurial cult- culture, uh, rising middle classes, and probably most importantly, you've got this low private equity penetration as a percentage of G- GDP growth. So we continue to see opportunities uh, across the emerging markets, I think, for long-term growth. There surely will be some struggles, uh, ups and downs in the short term, but I think the long-term fundamentals continue to be there.
1: So let me ask you both then uh if if private equity is in these emerging markets is about fifteen percent of the total globally right now, where do you think it will be in three years Steve Oh my goodness
3: uh in three years we may be we may be looking at twenty percent of as I put it earlier a larger pie um uh it could be even greater than that uh especially if some of the frontier markets uh uh begin to uh, continue to accelerate the way that they have been. Uh
1: Philip, what's your view?
2: No, I agree. I think there's been a study out there that uh with LPs that really uh supports that 20% uh so an increase from 15 to 20%. So I think again uh I think emerging markets, the frontier markets together will continue to be uh, a a uh, an opportunity to diversify to get some uh, some of the higher returns uh, along with the higher growth rates uh, the expectation is higher returns along with a managed risk profile so I think they'll continue to increase and continue to be part, part, a bigger part of the overall pie uh,
1: since a lot of those emerging markets and frontier markets are in Asia let me ask you a, a question uh, more directly about China uh, where a company called Honey Capital is now the biggest PE firm in Asia uh, with a five-year fundraising total of uh, $6 billion U.S. Uh, what's that say about the changing face of private equity in Asia? Philip?
2: Well, I think it speaks to the institutionally the asset class across Asia and really the other emerging markets as well. There's other private equity firms, uh, CDH, Gavia, that uh, also are... Uh, uh, increasing in size in their own markets and I think the trend uh, we're going to see uh, you know with that institutionalization is that we'll see these funds begin to uh begin invest outside of their home markets so I I think we're seeing the institution of of the asset class and I think uh that uh, that that's a good thing for private equity and I think it's a continuing trend Th-
3: that that's uh... That's very consistent with what my thinking is. And right now we tend to be a little China-focused, but at the same time uh, the institutionalization of this asset class uh, in in the Middle East is actually increased as well. And uh, the ascendancy of Abraj out of Dubai and their activity now, which is extending even beyond MENA region, uh, Middle East, North Africa, uh, I, I think really um, is suggestive of, uh, of 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 how uh, it will be. It won't be just the KKR's and the Carlyles and the Blackstones doing deals on a global basis. Uh, I I believe we're going to be see, seeing global activity uh, emerge uh, out of out of the large, from the larger funds in those in in what we now call the emerging markets. Well, thank you both very much for uh,
1: chatting with us today. Uh, We look forward
0: to doing it again sometime soon.
1: Thank you very much.
2: Thank you.
0: For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.